The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Never fight a man with a perm. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. We've been cancelled. <laughs> well, because of that AIDS comment. <laughs> multiple, multiple indiscretions. I am the dog-faced gremlin, John Mack. And I'm joined, as always, by a man who never leaves the house without his leather trench coat. A man who will give you a death drop if you call him a cunt. I had a friend once, he likes goth things now. It's the Vigilante, <laughs> me, Mark Crowther. How you doing, mate? You all right? Not bad. That, I'll take that. That's not a bad intro. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all, mate. T- technical difficulties aside, we're here. Oh, yeah, Virgin, you've got a lot to answer for. Media, <laughs> media. Let me just stress that. <laughs> no, I'm all right, though, mate. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Back on the Nitro bandwagon after... Uh, Sojourn over to the independent wrestling scene from four and a half years ago the other day. <laughs> and boy, what a scene that is. I can't wait so long. <laughs> Did you enjoy it though? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really about whether I enjoy it, is it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> it's about whether the discerning listener enjoys me losing my fucking mind. Over uh, Chicago street fights. <laughs> back, back to the bread and butter, though, aren't we? Meat and drink today. We certainly are. And we all know what that meatiness is and what that drinkiness is. It's credited a fortnight, guys. Have you got one for me, Matt? I've got one, yeah. I do have one. It's. Um, I mean, it, 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 you can always predict it. <laughs> I think we even mentioned it the other week when... Uh, when this man came back into this, the forefront of uh, of people's minds. So, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is uh, he uh, made his. It sort of became public knowledge that he came back onto the board with the idea that he was going to sell the company, which has oh, got yeah, a bit it's quiet. What, it's what Vince Russo called a hostile, H O S T E L takeover. Hostile takeover. Yeah, I mentioned it very briefly, um, uh, maybe a couple of shows ago. I can't remember when it was. And I even jokingly said at the time, you, you just know they're going to be firing up another allegation to pop out with him soon. And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> or maybe a two, three, two or three weeks later, there's another, some more allegations coming out against Vincent. And to be fair, I mean, if if these allegations are true, he's not even, it's not credited. It's fucking scumbag couldn't anything you want to call him of, of the of the year, fortnight, blah, blah, blah. So some, um, I think it was, a sort of someone from uh, it was an unknown source, I think, from who's on the board of directors at WWF. He's, he's put some um, leaked source to Bloomberg the, in, in, the, in the states. Apparently, I mean, it's, it's pretty horrible. Was allegation. it Helmsley? Was it Helmsley? <laughs> it could have been. It could easily have been. Apparently, um, they were able to access internal documents investigating McMahon, and there was. I mean, I mean, it's allegations at this point, but it's pretty horrid to hear. I mean, apparently, raped and sexually assaulted employees over the course of decades. And apparently, I mean, 
again, it's all allegations. He, he paid the paid victims of nearly fifteen million dollars in hush money in order to buy off their silence. Yes, I mean it's pretty serious stuff, and it looks like it's pretty. You've, it looks like they've got just fountains of this stuff ready to go if this guy ever tries to get his power back. But I just think it's. I mean, I I I could I could I was I was half joking when I said that comment the other week, but it's just it's just mad how these sort of reports just continue to come out there's no smoke without fire is there do you know what i mean there's you know something got on in some dodgy stuff got on behind the scenes with vince definitely as night follows day vince does something horrendously fucking dodgy it's yeah. it's it's you know no one's surprised anymore it's just what level he's gone to do you know what i mean it's, yeah. yeah and it keeps getting more and more Sinister, like, sinister, yeah, deplorable. As it as it gets further on, and like I wasn't aware of this probably because I've had my head in the sand for a week or two. But yeah. it's it's the lack of shock when people tell yeah. you, yeah. and and oh, I mean we we we've we've eliminated the flare talk to try yeah. and get away from the uh, rapey, seedy, sinister, you know, old men side of things. So Tyson's gone, flares. We're not doing a Lawler segment, but McMahon keeps rearing his uh, ugly, quaffered head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I must stress it's allegations, but like I say, I think with Stephanie resigning and stuff like that, it just seems like there's 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 way too many things going on there that just seems like, do you know what I mean? The summit's gone on. It's whether it's whether this one is true, all, all the other stuff, you know, there's got to be something that's that's going to stick. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, you throw enough shit, some of it's going to stick, and I can't see old Teflon Vince getting away with a lot of this stuff. I think that's why he wants to sell, probably because yeah, he, he needs it's, the money to pay people off. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably got a lot of dodgy stuff that are in like the company's records, hasn't he? That's why he's trying to like sell it up so he doesn't have you know his sort of he could wipe his hands of it probably. <laughs> Nothing that guy does surprises me. Nothing that company does surprises me. I mean, whether it's his decision to get into bed with Saudi Arabia, which is horrendous for a kickoff. Yeah. I mean, this is even more. And of these poor fuckers who, who just went to get a job yeah. and have just been, you know, systematically abused by the guy for decades. It's, yeah. it's fucking atrocious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a it's not a light subject, but you know, it, I felt I felt like it had to be brought up because it's just it was big news. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you've got some. There's a bit more on the you know lighter side of, of the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly have. Uh, to start off with, it's a bit. I suppose it's a good thing. The bro, not not the Russo bro, but the Riddle bro. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He's in he's in recovery at the moment for I mean I've not I've no idea what I know he's a big weedhead, but I'm not I'm sure it's for more than that. But from what I could gather, where you, you you do these mad things when you're off your head, not when you get clean. And he's decided to celebrate his recovery by getting a fucking grill. <laughs> not George Foreman, but one that goes on your Newtons on your teeth, mate. <laughs> I saw that picture, yeah. <laughs> he looks a fucking cretin. 
<laughs> he does. I mean, fair fair play to him if he's got himself clean and everything and all that. But don't don't get metal teeth. Don't. <laughs> is that permanent or is that just one of them like little clip on ones or something or what? <laughs> little clip on ones. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I can't really say. I've had a grill. <laughs> It looks fucking awful. No matter if it is fake, fake or not. <laughs> I mean, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a knob anyway. But this just adds to the knobbishness. I do believe. <laughs> is that a word? Knobbishness. <laughs> knobbishness to coin a phrase. <laughs> but I thought that was quite cretinous. But as a fashion statement. But there's yep. umpteen umpteen people who've got these daft grills. Yep. Bear grills, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> We're moving swiftly on to a statement uttered by someone who I would consider one of the best talkers at his peak of all time. Jake the Snake Roberts yeah. comes out with this corking take. Flair and Michaels are great, don't get me wrong, but are they the best of all time? God, no. I honestly would put Kenny Omega above them. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't oh even believe dear! That. He doesn't even. No, believe he can't. That, he sure. can't believe that. He's 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 got to be rimming rimming the company he works for. He must be he's looking for a new be. contract or something. I mean, <laughs> it, it's cretinous. But I'm just glad he didn't put Brett in there in that little thing. Yeah, can you Flair, Flair, Flair and Michaels are two of the best of all time, unless you you know going off Meltzer star ratings. <laughs> but but only Meltzer goes off then. It's yeah, Melts the shooting stars. the shooting stars, yeah. <laughs> the hot new topic. Hot topic. <laughs> yeah, that I think I think it's a fucking stupid statement, but we all know why he's doing it, but still to put that out into the world is moronic to say the least. It's clickbait, isn't it? It's definitely clickbait. It's, it's massive clickbait, but you know, dickheads like me get go, what? So I fucking Jake, no. It's like Gabby Ogbonlahar on TalkSpot, isn't it? Fucking Casemiro should have been arrested at the weekend. Shut up, you What, for holding prat. a man by his shoulders? <laughs> fucking prat. <laughs> Sorry, it's got nothing to do with it, but I just had to get that in. <laughs> the only place in the world you'll find the tenuous link between Jake Roberts and Gabby Ogbonlahar. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving similar circles. <laughs> yeah. What? <Well, laughs> They do DDP yoga. Both yeah, of them. They do. Gabby's a fully back paid big. up Memphis. <laughs> Gabby's a big component of DDP yoga now. Gonna be the DDP yoga. <laughs> Him and Jamie O'Hara big into it. <laughs> big sponsor of Talksport, I heard. Jesus. So any more or or have we got this uh, this one that's uh a late entry. We got we got a late deadline day arrival, didn't we? <laughs> we certainly did. It's like to be fair, it's, it's an well archived not... clip, isn't it? It's not new, I don't think. Oh, it's, I thought it was relatively recent. I, I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. To be fair, I don't really know. <laughs> but it, it's, 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 I, I've only seen it in the last couple of days. So, yeah. And well, it was from the, it was from yesterday. So I'm assuming it's from one of their wonderfully horrific shows recently <laughs> it's it's on Kota Ibushi. yeah he's new he's new to the list but Very he's, I think he's I think he's one that it's go go hard or go home with this gimp <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of his work on our all in review 
And I'm even <laughs> less of a fan. On this match, he had with something called Yoshihiko. Now, Yoshihiko... If you're not familiar. <laughs> ...is a fucking doll. <laughs> and the, the video is Yoshihiko nails Kota Ibushi with a sickening shoot headbutt. What? <laughs> It's a doll. <laughs> Before hitting nine successive Canadian destroyers. Now that's 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 one of the most cretinous moves in the lexicon of pro wrestling, as it is, when it's done by two humans. <laughs> not a doll. <laughs> Being done by a doll. Well, you're not really doing it, are you, Muppet? And just to just to ice that cake a little bit more was retweeted by. The man himself. Been quiet for a bit. But he's back, old Davy Meltzer. <laughs> Retweeting doll wrestling. <laughs> what did he give that? Five and a half stars? <laughs> he, he did, actually, to be fair. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising at all, is it? Let's be fair. <laughs> the psychology involved was just beyond Second anyone's wrong. comprehension. Only him and Kota Ibushi and the doll understand it. And yeah. maybe Omega. It's nuanced. I mean, <laughs> even Freud could sit here from now till pretty much the end of time and not understand this this nuanced level of psychology that they're working with in Japan and DDT. I've, do you know what? I, I kind of want to watch a show just to just yeah. get angry. Should we do a show, a bonus show, watch DDT? Like classic if show. I can, if I can find one. One of them, one of them ones where Kenny Omega's getting like, Fisted up the arse and look on the turnbuckles and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you, know those, you know those clips. You've seen them. We've all seen them. <laughs> what with Nakazawa getting his oil out, and, and they're both all, they're all in thongs and that. They're like like chopping each other's assholes and stuff. It's the weirdest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Have you not se- have you not seen that art house film he did? That's on YouTube. Yeah, you showed me it. <laughs> Sissy boy slap fight. <laughs> What, what an artist. One man and his art. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ibushi's an absolute fucking muppet anyway, so <laughs> you know you, you expect it from this stuff, but fucking hell watching it just just is ridiculous. <laughs> and and the com- the comments underneath just make me laugh. Oh, it's this is superb wrestling. This is I love the comedy <laughs> stuff. I love the comedy stuff in wrestling, but it's shit that just, you know, tickles you. Not yeah. This contrived bobbins that like the elite and fucking their elk yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who we who we going for? Unless you've got uh, an extra. <clears throat> no. Well, Vince Vince is definitely cunt of the fortnight. Certainly is. He's cunt of the um, year. Yeah. Crane. Never know. <laughs> Crane. I, I think. So we've got Abushi, Jake the Snake, and um, what was the other one? Matt Riddle's grill. <laughs> I think he's got to go to a bush yet for that. That is just an abomination. It's an absolute abomination. Be. That it's got to be. It's got to be. Even you know, even like Orange Cassidy probably wouldn't do shit like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know. The, the pizza guy. <laughs> the pizza guy. Whatever Somebody he's showed up on. He showed up on Dynamite, didn't he? The pizza guy. Yeah, it turns out he's an anti-vaccine l- lunatic, isn't he? So, 
Yeah. Yep. So that goes to Ibushi. A, a first, well day, a first win for him. Well done, Hunter Ibushi. <laughs> so last week we made the astonishing disclaimer that we, well, not disclaimer, like the like the hard to believe statement that we have we've let Ric Flair go. Yeah. It's, He's been released. It's a tough decision, yeah. So, we've taken a detour from depressing old man desperately attempting to stay relevant, and we've gone to two middle-aged cretins, <laughs> like levels of self-delusion you'll never believe, trying to stay relevant. It's <laughs> Glenn and Vince's brand of bollocks. <laughs> Bro. 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 Bro, I swear to God. So, Mark, who shall we start with, Glenn or Vince? Well, it's it's a who's who, isn't it? <laughs> um, we'll we'll it's start. Which I'll be killed with a rocket <laughs> or, or a shotgun. We'll start with Glenn. So, Glenn replied to Mister Alvarez, who is you know a cretin himself. Yeah. Alvarez comes out with the comment innocuous. NXT are going to allow talent to work select indies going forward, which is a pretty big deal, which, mm. to be fair, it is for WWE, letting anyone who's sort of signed with them the do yeah. that. Since they let Nakamura really. do... Yeah, well, they, I think they let Nakamura do a... Nowhere, wasn't it? They let him do something in Japan. I can't remember what it was. Was it Dragon Gate? Pro, Re- pro Wrestling Noah, wasn't it, or whatever it's called? Noah, that was it. I couldn't remember, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. And they've let, uh, they let Carl Anderson drop his belt at New Japan. Yeah, <laughs> that was mental, but, that. But old Glenith <laughs> comes back with, it is, if you know they're going to develop bad habits and their work will be worse. It's like, are they, though? It's just to get a few bob in the pocket, mate. They've, yeah, they've been trained the in the performance centre. It, it, it's only a good thing for the talent, isn't it? I mean, rather than just... Of course it is. Because half of them will sit on the shelf for half the year and they'll barely work. And so it's, it's going to only be a good thing. I can't see them, like, you know, developing bad habits when they've already been trained completely how style. the WWE want them to do it. Yeah. yeah. I find it really odd. It's a lot, a lot but, of them are indie darlings anyway in NXT. Well, they used to be anyway. Um, still quite a lot of them. It's not like they've gone completely away from that style. No, I mean, yeah, you went through, Triple H went through that mad thing of signing anyone and everyone off the Indies, didn't he? And now yeah. they're sort of starting from scratch more than anything. Yeah. yeah. So there's his first Muppet comment. <laughs> the next one, he tweets out, thigh slapping is a cancer in the business. Shitty forearms are a cancer in the business. Nobody can successfully argue against these facts. So I'm going to have a go. <laughs> I I personally don't like thigh slapping, and I really don't like the shitty forearms. But cancer's a strong fucking word. Yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> I can do without him, but yeah. I tell you what. Also, I can do without and don't particularly like disco dancing nineties gimmicks. <laughs> That's definitely a cancer. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like with Gilberty. It's like even when you sort of right, fuck you because you're a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't fully agree with him. You've got to go the other side. It's like when you had to agree with Omega. It's just like, ah, uh, you don't want to do it, but a disco dipshit, he's a different level, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, fuck him. 
Honestly, it's a moron. <laughs> I mean, using the word cancer. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah, it's not worth it for really. But Although the I worst thing he's done. <laughs> yeah. I just called him one. <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, he disco dances. <laughs> but the worst thing he said this week was in reply to our, our friend Ryan Satin. All right. Ryan Satin puts out a tweet that says, can we all agree Coldplay isn't actually that good? I mean, gra- grammatically speaking, it should be, can we all agree Coldplay aren't, aren't actually that, that good? good? Yeah. But Coldplay is not like a singular entity. Anyway, and Gilberti, in possibly one of the worst things he's ever said, <laughs> he says, Clocks is a great song. No, it's not. <laughs> how, how can you how can you how can you admit to liking anything that, that atrocity of human flesh Coldplay have done? I don't even I don't even know what that song is. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Clocks. Yeah, but it's a, I, I haven't, but it's a Coldplay song, so it's shit. <laughs> it's just just a rule, just a rule we have. <laughs> Sorry if there's any Coldplay fans listening. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really oh, not Glenn. Sorry. That's the worst thing he said all week. <laughs> yeah, because Coldplay are just that, that Coldplay are a cancer to music. <laughs> no, no, let's not be too strong, eh? <laughs> so that However, was a fun filled week, is that right? Oh, Vinci Russo, he's been a bit more active. These two, I'm telling you, these two are two of the most active fuckers on Twitter you will ever see. I know they're always on it's it, aren't they? Fucking obscene the amount of shit they do on there. So this is a conjoined bit of moronity. Yeah. Do you remember our do you remember our good friends at Webby's Jericho? Yeah. You know, not followers, followers. Up, look at the adjective. Our followers, yeah. They are, you know, high class people. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> but, they are well known for not keeping the interests of the man they are named after, you know, at the at the forefront of what they yeah. do. So, guess who their new columnist is? Surely it's not Vince Russo. It is old Vince Russo. <laughs> for Webb is Jericho. For Webb is Jericho. And oh, in man. his latest column, Vince Russo pulls no punches with the dirt sheet marks. Oh, wow. <laughs> So he's writing for Jericho's webpage, who works for AEW, who loves Dave Meltzer and Dave Meltzer loves him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like whoever's in charge here is like Russo write a comment about how shit he thinks Dave Meltzer is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> As, is it is it is this Jericho thing like a Donald Trump style thing? He has fuck all to do with it. He's just sold the right to his name. His name. name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be. But he's also writing for Wrestle Crap as well. <laughs> we found crap. out. Yeah, WrestleCrap.com. <laughs> it's got weekly columns. He also wants you to check out Rocky Mountain Wrestling. No, because uh, he's writing their weekly show. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's the biggest reason to not watch it. <laughs> and he and he signs off with, "Bro, this is all about supporting good people." <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, WrestleCrap is branded as the very worst of pro wrestling, so you can't really go much wrong with Vince Russo, the very no. worst of pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> 
they've hit the nail on the head, haven't they? I found I found out though um, that he likes to, he, he likes to shill his shite. He's got about forty five podcasts and about forty five <laughs> different Patreon pages, right? His latest one is this: Vince Russo's Fantasy Baseball League Patreon. Page. <laughs> Can't wait to sign up. <laughs> and he is shilling that like no tomorrow. Time to play ball. Opening day today. Just launched Vince Russo's Fantasy Baseball Patreon. Be one of the first to secure a spot in one of my Fantasy Baseball leagues and compete against me. <laughs> Surely nobody signed up to that. Surely. <laughs> well, he's put out another tweet with a, a very kind animated image of him. Let's just say that. And it says, let me help you make some dollars. No, Vince, we're, they'll be helping you make some dollars. It's all <laughs> a fucking shit campaign. <laughs> but he's gone to town on a, a friend of the cretinous behaviour, old Sean Ross Sapp, this week. Right. And this guy, he wants everybody to know what he thinks about Sean Ross Sapp to the okay. point where three times a day he's tweeting this. Same thing. So the first thing comes up and it says, what happens? Well, it says what what happens. Not watch what happens, but what what happens when an amateur dirt sheet hack attempts to goad a professional journalist. So he's calling Sean Ross Sapp an amateur dirt sheet hack and himself a professional fucking journalist. <laughs> the man who writes for Webby's Jericho and Wrestle Crap. <laughs> He's professional. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm going to warn you. It gets pretty ugly. Sean Ross Sap wanted it, and Sean Sap got it. Free. Russo'sbrand.com and YouTube. <laughs> now, what he wants you to know more than anything is how many people have watched this video on YouTube. So one day, it's over 7K have now watched a professional journalist take a dirt sheet hack to school, lessening why some make it to the top and some never will. Somebody had to put them in their place. Watch the roast of Sean Sapp. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Oh, I need to watch it now. <laughs> Three days later, over 8.5K have now watched a professional journalist. <laughs> I had a check today, 9K, 9,000. Okay. It'll be, be doing a tweet soon then, really. Yeah, I mean, I love how he's the two people that he that he riles against the most, i.e. the Young Books. I'm no fan of the Young Books, you know that. Yeah. But they, they, they're getting a lot more than 9K on being the elite, I'm sure. Yeah. And I know Cornet certainly gets a lot more than 9K on his shit. Yeah, oh, a lot more. <laughs> Vince is just a fucking depressing little man, and he really is. <laughs> this guy... It's it's this is gonna be this has got more legs than a fucking centipede, this fucker. <laughs> I mean Flair was bad, but this guy takes it to new levels of delusion. <laughs> you just gotta keep an eye on him, haven't you? You can miss something easily if you don't. <laughs> I think I think the worst thing about his him this fortnight is the fact that he genuinely thinks he's a professional journalist. Yep. <laughs> That's delusional of the highest level, I, isn't it? Apparently has a degree in journalism, but even if you've got a degree in ju journalism, it doesn't make you a professional journalist. 
It doesn't. If you're writing for two-bit websites, doesn't necessarily. If you're writing for the New York Times or the Guardian or you know something big, Wall Street Journal, something like that, then you can yeah. go hand on heart, professional journalist. Yeah. Web is Jericho. Web, Web is Jericho. <laughs> Where the big boys right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Oh dear. Well, I'm gonna enjoy I'm gonna enjoy this every every couple of weeks listening to what these two Muppets have been up to. <laughs> these two tits, honestly. This 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 cannot get as depressing as the flare stuff. It can do, surely. For, for all the faults of Glenn and Vince, they don't hang out with rapists, and I don't <laughs> think I think the morons and delusional Morons, no self awareness, and all that, but they're not rapey, so this could be a bit more comedic. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> well, that's, that's speaking of spe- speaking of Glenn Gilbert, he featured on the uh, on this week. Oh yes, he did. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> fucking hell! So we are going to Monday Nitro, the twenty fifth of November, nineteen ninety six, Salisbury, Maryland, or Maryland, whichever you prefer. Great cookies. between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You know, you've got to give the kudos to Roddy Piper. He said he was going to sign. He came out last night and he got it signed, but he paid a heavy price. He really did pay a heavy price. As a matter of fact, Eric Bischoff led the contingent out for the New World Order. There was confrontations all over the place last night. As a matter of fact, the confrontation started with Piper and Eric Bischoff and ended with Piper and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. We will show you that interview, that contract signing in its entirety as it happened last night, but it has been signed, and we'll be telling you how you can be a part of this mega event. Finally, the match of the decade has been signed. In addition here, fans, tonight, we will begin the tournament to crown a new United States heavyweight champion. You may know, and I'm sure you do, the Giant is walking around with that title belt. He does not own that title belt, and the WCW Championship Committee realizes because of the injury to Ric Flair, we must now crown a new champ. Two first-round matches here tonight in this two-hour program. Well, the tournament's the only fair way. Again, the Giant took off with the belt. It is not legally or rightfully his. Tournament is the only way to solve it. We're also going to go back many times to a spectacular event that was held last night, World War III, where many people stepped it up a notch. Many people showed their true colors last night. 
one man in particular will be in our matchup, our opening matchup. That's the total package, Lex Luger. You know, I think Lex Luger proved everybody wrong, Tony. People months ago didn't trust him, but last night Lex Luger showed his true colors. He almost beat the New World Order by himself. And WCW going to put its feet firmly on the ground tonight as we are set to... Okay, so we've got Larry and Tony. Another shit shirt from Larry. Chessboard jobby. <laughs> He's got the worst wardrobe ever, that guy. <laughs> he really has. He really fucking has. <laughs> they, they recap Hogan and Piper, and Piper paid the price, said Larry. Go on. Remember last week, the other week, when we said that they were going to show, re-show the, uh, the contract side of this in entirety? Yep, we were bang yep. on. <laughs> yeah, we were bang on. It was great. It was great. Skip that bit. <laughs> Tony calls it the match of the decade as well, says it's signed, sealed, delivered. And they've got a tournament to crown the new US champ. Flair's been stripped. The Giants yeah. still got it, but technically isn't the uh, champ. Tony puts over Luger, and uh, Larry nearly calls him Lex Loser by accident, but changed <laughs> I it. I, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. <laughs> you never know with Larry, because he, he, he likes a shit pun, as we all yeah. do. He does. He does New like world it. older. Remember anybody? <laughs> Fucking hell. Hey, but we got we got something quite interesting to start. I mean, what would probably be main event most nitros? Start off hot. Start off big time. It certainly hot. did. It's it's a match that we've seen a few times, and it's been going on this feud for a while. It's a first round US title tournament match. It's Double A, the Enforcer and Anderson versus Old Lord Wooden Top, the sort of half package. Lex Luger. <laughs> I get, you know when you see Arn come out now, I'm just sort of savouring every moment now because I'm thinking this could be the last time. This could it's, be it. It's literally, every every match is like the next stop on his retirement tour, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. He comes out his, with his with his Clarkson tune. <laughs> Do you not find it funny in these tournaments how the feuds always end up together in these tournament yeah. brackets? It's almost as if it's predetermined. <laughs> I know. I know, it's shocking, yeah. isn't it? So Luger then follows him out, he, and he gets another top reaction. To be fair to him, he's over as fuck. Um, pyro though, fuck me, they nearly burnt the bastard down. I know, but at least at least he fucking suits a pyro, not fucking Jeff Jarrett, like he got at the pay per view. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Jarrett, yeah. So they come out and the uh, arms sort of taped up still around the you know the the ribs and and the, the stomach and stuff like that. From I think they had a didn't they have a match on the Saturday show or was it? It just sort of built build up of injuries and stuff. Um, I think I think he's still selling it from that from when he when he did him over at the, the chair shot and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably literally because he's actually fucked. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And, is he just is he generally just fucked? He figure out I'll just sell this for fucking two months or whatever. <laughs> chair shot was just the angle to 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 write him off for a bit, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. I I thought when we had this match at the pay per view, I thought it was pretty good and. I didn't. Even, I didn't. I thought it was all right tonight as well. To be fair, yeah. Um, I think I don't Arn like Anderson, to admit it, but <laughs> I think Arn Anderson pulls pulls some good stuff out, Lex. And uh, there was some actual really good stuff from Luger. He's, he he was working working the art. He was working body parts. He was he was he was methodical. Some of these probably he, he probably picked up from Arn, which is only a good thing. And he, he, to be fair, he he dominates Arn for for large portions of the of the early goings and. So it's because there's like because he works the arm early on. He works. His, I think it was his left arm. He was trying. It was good story because 
and you know he's got those really strong punches and he also does his does his DDT with his left arm as well. So he's quite smart in that round. He was neutralising some of his biggest sort of offensive manoeuvres. Agreed. And then he and then he also had the the midriff, the the ribs, and the taped up area that he could also go to as well. Some good stuff. And eventually gets a bit going. There, there was like he he had to pull out some really dirty dirty tactics, like you know, like not dirty, but in a way like he was like catapult the neck and stuff like that and. There was, there was stuff like that, the bottom rope catapult and stuff like that. And But then again, it, it was short-lived because Luger goes straight back to the arm and the midriff, he drives him into the post, gut busters, big vertical suplex. And then and then the match got ruined by this fucking twat coming out. This guy comes out with the microphone and he, he's brought his old gimmick back. He's not the world heavyweight champion anymore. He's the United States heavyweight champion. <laughs> Literally grabs the mic. No one gives a shit. No one gives. They realize it. They look up at forget that first, and then they realize it's him, and they're like, "Nah, no, so I'm not interested." Sorry. <laughs> um, he just blabbers on for about two or three minutes. Couldn't have cared less what he was saying, could you? Yeah, I'm gonna have to drop it in, aren't I? He <laughs> says he's got the belt. It's most coveted because it's his, apparently. It's not. Belt though, is stays it? with. No, the belt <laughs> stays with him and the NWO, and the winner of this tournament should face him because he's the champion. Pretty shit. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> Fucking oh, tragic. As you can see. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get we get past that, and we get back to what was a decent match. I thought Luger Luger threatens the the rack, but Arn's able to sort of desperately hold on to the turnbuckle for the time being, and then it. It all breaks down outside, and, and Luger has Arn in the rack for about bloody 30 seconds. He's absolutely nailing him in it. Ref runs back into the ring. I think he forgot he had to count him out. So, so he runs back in the ring. There's the quickest count out of all time, but the bell's already ringing. So I think the yeah. bell, I think the ref made an absolute botch. Um, made a hash it out, didn't he? Yeah, big time. So both men have been counted out, and... Luger didn't really give a shit, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. seem to care. Like he was only interested in inflicting pain on Arn, which it fit the match, to be fair. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was all right. Good opener. I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah. I thought it was pretty I re- good. I really enjoyed, yeah, I really enjoyed that mean streak that Luger was showing when he uh, when he posts the arm, which is, yeah. you know, his, his left arm is part of the Southpaw Club. And yeah. astonishingly... He works it methodically, like you said. Guillotines yeah. it on the ropes, stomps it, clubs it, twists it, shoulders it, leg drops it. It's just like watching Dino. 
<laughs> I thought he was he was like a new man in this match. He was fucking great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and then he puts him in a hammerlock and he works it. He knees it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is this Dino in, a, in like some sort of weird bodysuit? What's going on here? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> he was he was unbelievable in this match. <laughs> I thought it was decent, and then I'm, I'm selling like a champ. He really is. Yeah. Really is. He's clear. He's clearly limited, though. Like yeah, you can see he's, he's it, lost it a little bit. It's 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 a bit sad seeing the like the gradual decline of Arn Anderson in real time. Yeah, it is actually. It is quite. So sad. we go we go to a break and we come back to Luger fighting out of a chin lock and regaining control. And Arn drops that beautiful knee that Helmsley's robbed. Yeah, yeah. and then. He gets well, sorry, he gets caught off with like an elbow while attempting a second row pack's handle. But and when he starts stomping on, it's just vicious. It's lovely. vicious, yeah, it's nasty. And then he start, like you said, he starts getting a bit heelish, which you know he is a yeah. heel, fair enough. Chokes yeah. him, elbows to the throat on the apron edge, that slingshot catapult's classic. And Luger to to, to be fair to Luger, he sells really well. Yeah. So Arn launches old Lord Wooden Top out through the ropes and he stomps him. He goes to chop him against the post, but Lex moves. But Arn stops himself and does the old, you know, yeah, cl- clever dick points to the head spot and turns around, walks straight into a right by Lugo. It's great. But then they're out for ages, and I thought it was going to be a double count out then, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Obviously, then you've alluded to the, the giant rocks up in the crowd, <laughs> does his fucking fat Albert spot. <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. <laughs> he tries to rack him, Luger, when we get back in, and he sends him out outside over the top. Surely that's a DQ, right? Yeah. Well, apparently. Only when it suits, though. Eh? Well, that's it. And they'll, So they're outside, and they're, like you said, double A goes for the pile driver, but Luger sort of backdrops Arn out of it. Yeah. On the small and, of his back. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. And they both get counted out, even though... They were out longer before. Yeah. It was a fuck up by the ref, I think. He proper fucked it. Well, this is what I've put. I've put grabs with the ref in the side. I thought it was really solid opener. Yeah. I think Luger looked good. Great. I made yeah. him look good. The DQ keeps both of them looking decent. And Luger can sort of concentrate now on going for the title, like the, the Hogan's title, in theory. Yeah, yeah he doesn't so, need yeah, to be this tournament, does he? I thought it was a solid opener, one of the one of the better matches that I've seen with Luger in it. He tends to up his game a little bit when he's working with someone like Arn or Flair or you know, someone yeah. who can actually lead him through shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. So yeah, it's a positive start. Then we get um NWO tune coming out. We've got with us this week we've got Bischoff, Giant, Waltman, Six, whatever you want to call him, Vincent, and the outsiders are there as well. There's um, no Hogan, there's no Liz, there's no DiBiase. Yeah, what's that all about? I know Hogan probably before... has limited, limited dates and stuff, but... Well, that's it. Obviously, they had the obligatory night after the pay-per-view stills. After, yeah. <laughs> after oh, that yeah. yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> Ray and Dragon, Jericho and Patrick, and the Giant and Jake Aaron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I forgot. They always That was very 90s, early 2000s, that wasn't it? We got a few images of last night's show and all this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't think anyone um, could make anything out of it. 
Bischoff's front and centre, and he's proper living his dream, isn't he? Yeah, he's milking Loves it. Loves it. And then Tony stays behind bad boy Larry, because Larry's well hard. Stay behind me. <laughs> and Bischoff does that fucking we're not worthy bowing down thing to the crowd, and I'm thinking, what are you fucking doing, you muppet? <laughs> he's then he starts... Didn't he start doing that to Hogan at one point? Oh, yeah, but that's just probably Hogan's asked him to do it. He'd probably be doing it to Jericho now. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, then uh, we get a Eric Bischoff promo. Thing. I love that sign up there, NWO for life. I love you guys. You hit. You know, back in Baltimore in June, I got jackknifed through a stage by one of the most powerful men on the planet. And the next day I woke up and I could still wiggle my toes and feel my fingers. And I asked myself one very important question. Do I want to be consumed by the power or do I want to become part of the force? You guys know what I mean back there. A couple days later, Mr. Paul, Mr. Nash, myself, we got together. We had a little summit. We did some talking, we did some thinking, we did some planning, and what we really did is we decided to consolidate power because get this, not only am I the highest ranking executive in the NWO, I'm the highest ranking executive at WCW. What a wonderful country. So here's the deal. Listen up in the back back in a locker room because you guys in WCW have 30 days from right now to convert your WCW contracts to NWO contracts. Does he mean announcement? We are going to build a dynasty. I don't know. You got it. That's the deal. 30 days from right now because that 30 days in one minute you're either with us or you're against us. And by the way, Mr. Piper, as the highest ranking executive in WCW, now that you've signed the match to meet Hogan at Starcade in Nashville, here's the deal. Watch yourself real close because I can and I will find you if you get out of hand. Is this too much or what? And by the way, that is the U.S. title, and possession is nine-tenths of the law, especially when he's the one holding that title. Whoa, 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 whoa. He couldn't he hear us talking. No, the mic's not working. It's like, it's like one of our fucking aborted recording sessions. <laughs> Puts over a sign in the crowd that says NWO for life. Yeah, talks about the jackknife at the Great American Bash. Did he want to be consumed by the power, or did he want to be part of the force? Which I thought was a decent line. Yeah, he said he had a summit with Hall and Nash, and now he's the highest executive in the NWO and WCW. He says the guys in the back have thirty days to uh, uh, to switch over 
their WCW contracts to NWO contracts. And this is where the downfall really starts. <laughs> <laughs> that, where's the legal sense of that? <laughs> there is there is none. The hair's, fucking, the hair's fucking atrocious, as always. He threatens to find Piper, and he says, the US title possession is nine-tenths of the law. So he don't give a fuck about taking it off the giant, really. So, so why, why are you booking a US title tournament then, Eric? <laughs> Because he's a moron. It's your fucking a, show. Hello, walking contradiction, Mr. Bischoff. <laughs> so we get Marcus Alexander Bagwell and old Scotty Riggs wander down. Bagwell high fives. He starts high five in the NWO. Bischoff is buzzing his tits off. I know it is. I know it is. He hugs Scotty stuff. Riggs, though. It's almost like the Flair Michaels 24. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and then he gives him a neck break. <laughs> And sadly for Mark, the American males are done. I can't believe it. Larry does make a good point, though. He says he wonders if this is kind of like what they did with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, yeah, he referred back to that. But it looked like, I think it was one of them where it's like, if you take out someone for us, you're one of us, one of them, wasn't it? So I think he he gained the respect by leaving his roots behind to come join them. um... Agreed, yeah. Uh, so he is the ne- the newest member of the NWO, Marcus Alexander, now newly coined Buff Bagwell. We don't know that yet, though, do we? I don't think we'll figure no, that we out. Just <laughs> sorry, sorry, spoilers. To be fair, he said uh, National Hall ended off with saying something like, along the lines of anyone who has any hesitation, they're going to get they're going to get bait, they're going to get punked or something. Um, yeah, something like that. I'm... And that was Riggs. To be fair, he had that hesitation. He didn't look like he was keen. So yeah, he gets. No. Um, it's taken out. Oh, I don't think Buff Bagwell or Marcus Alexander Bagwell was quite what they needed <laughs> to, to uh, not not really a sort of mid-level tag team guy. Who you know I, I've enjoyed watching him, but I don't think, I don't think he was ever going to have the impact that they were anticipating. <laughs> no, 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 it's he's not. It's not like Savage joining or like you know Page joining or something, is it? Not really, no. <laughs> But uh, but speaking of Page, he's up next. Um, Certainly is. Transition. Diamond Dallas Page. That was lovely, wasn't it? Smooth. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page coming out looking fresh, black and pink. Nod to that right gear, loving yeah. it. And you're thinking, right, who's DDP up against this week? <laughs> he's up <laughs> against gyrating oxygen thief in Gold LeMay, the disco dipshit. <laughs> so you hear that? You hear that? That funky Saturday night fever tune. Come on, you go. Oh no! <laughs> Here he comes. But the crowd's into it. Bit of dancing going on. Been, been a fair Are long. Fair, been a fair, I, I could see some some uh, Saturday night fever, John Travolta style stuff going on in that crowd. <laughs> oh well, then he's over as fuck. He must. Be. He's over as fuck. He's over as fuck. He drew more than anyone. Uh, he, he'll tell you that. It's been a while since we've seen him on Nitro, and it's been bliss, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. <laughs> but to be fair, it was mercifully short, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Page jumps it and kicks the shirt off his fucking back, <laughs> batters him as it should be, crotches him up top, kicks him about. Dipshit gets two swinging netbreaker hope spots, pricks about. Page sells it and comes back with great punches, and bang, diamond cut off a free. Quick win. I think he gave Disco a little bit too much. <laughs> Not as much as Lenko fucking... gave him that time. 
Oh, fuck <laughs> me, I wouldn't have even given him a drink of water. He's useless yeah. prick. <laughs> yeah, it did what it needed to do, didn't it? And it was it, it, it was purely just to get DDP in the ring for the next part, I think. So he gets a win. And he, he wins all the time now, to be fair, doesn't he? He's absolutely on fire. Yeah, getting him over like Rover, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the switch into the diamond cutter was, was superb, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was almost like a, a tornado DDT style maneuver. Yeah, the way he, flipped, he sort of flipped over and then he he, he reversed it. It was not naughty. Um, he always comes he up with doing that, doesn't he? Yeah. I yeah. don't know how he does it every week. It's pretty impressive. Um, Plans out every last detail of his match. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. I want to answer one important question here. You want to know why the NWO wants Diamond Dallas Page finally in the NWO? It's simple. They're trying to build a dynasty. And what better way to do it than to stick the guy with the B-A-double-D baddest finish on the planet the diamond cutter! You know, I don't... Just a second, settle down here, Paige, because I couldn't get a straight answer from you last night. I want some answers tonight. I want them, these people want them. Number one, is it not a fact that you are a good friend of Scott Hall of the NWO? I think it's pretty obvious. Everybody's seen it. I was the guy who brought him in. I managed him. Yeah, we go back a little bit of time. Is it not a fact that you also have a very close relationship with Kevin Nash of the Outsiders? My ex-tag team, my first tag team partner. You know, but that's that's not here nor there. Yeah, I've got another one for you. There's a lot of things happening right now. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is it not a fact that the man that lives right across the street is the guy that one of the, the, the rats that just jumped off the ship the other night, Eric Bischoff, is he your neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Yeah? And you tell me you're not going with the NWO? Who are you trying to kid? Let's put it like this, Gene. Eric Bischoff and I go back farther than any of us. I thought I knew him better than I knew anybody. I just never knew. I just never knew where he was going during this. I feel made me look like a moron not knowing what was happening. All right, I thank you. You still are... What it all comes down to is, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. So we'll get an answer from this guy. Stay tuned, we've got more Monday Nitro. Mean Gene's in, in ring with, uh, with DDP. He, he's trying his best to get some sort of investigation from Dallas. Um, but um, Yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? He's not always playing ball, to be fair. Professional journalist Gene Oakland. <laughs> um, and DDP says sort of along the lines of the NWO are trying to create a dynasty and he doesn't blame them for wanting to create, uh, recruit the the baddest finish in the planet at the Diamond Cutter. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. And he he goes into a little bit of detail about his former allegiances with National Hall. Um, you know, he, was in a, he was in a stable with uh, with with Scott Hall, wasn't he? And I think he tagged very briefly with Nash. He said as well. I think he said, yeah, um, super briefly. Yeah, and the, and then they they touch on the the Bischoff stuff as well, but not too much really. Just keeping it quite vague, which I've quite liked. 
and and Gene's not having any of it. He thinks DDP's all about the NWO. He's he's convinced. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon to this little little bit? I thought it was I thought it was decent as always. When Paige, he says uh, Bischoff's made him look like a moron. Yeah, Gene's not convinced about anything he says because Gene's ever the skeptic, least, least trustworthy man on on the show. Hello. <laughs> But all in all, it was it was solid, quick, nice, quick promo. That's yeah. what you want. Did its job. But t- talking about just what we want, Billy yeah. Regal's back. I know. Love it. TV title. TV title on the line. Lord Stephen Regal versus Tony Pena. Any idea who he is? There's rumours from what I can figure out that he is he may be Villano 4. Any Unmasked. idea? I have no idea who that is. Uh, he's a luchador. We'll see him at some point in the coming weeks. Right. But he's got a, 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 the, the Roman numerals four on his trunks, apparently. So, so apparently there's rumours that he is. Uh, um, little, so little with music, but he's got music straight from the seventies porn and the look straight from seventies porn. <laughs> Ron Jeremy style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another another problematic human being. <laughs> So Billy, so Steve Regal, Billy Regal, whatever you want to call him, he's back properly. I've missed yeah. that fella. Yeah, super entrance as always. That Larry was going on about. He, he was like disgusted that Regal's the only champion WCW have got left. <laughs> heavyweight because Malenko, Malenko. Uh, yeah, true. yeah, true, true. <laughs> it was quite funny. I thought <laughs> it's a really, really, really nice lockup into a headlock, and Regal jabs him in the face. Lovely. Yeah, it was nice. Works the arm and. Penny does that lucha kip-up style reversal thing. Uh, Regal nimbly escapes. Penny tries to out-wrestle Regal, but gets tied up to fuck. Clubs him, uppercuts him. Penny comes back with chops, a back kick. Regal drop kicks the knee, and Penny belatedly sells it. He went down a bit late after that. Yeah, it was a bit. A bit Rivaldo, wasn't it? 2002 World Cup, that. Just a bit, yeah. Poor Turkish shoddy hit that ball. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> More uppercuts and vicious lefts in the corner. I love I love Regal's mean streak. That mean streak he comes yeah. out with when in his facials with it are brilliant. It's nasty, really nasty. Pena pulls out a DDT, <laughs> gets a one. <laughs> it was a nice DDT as well, to be fair. It was nice it sort of it works a way it works in a way because Regal's clearly, you know infinitely better than him I guess in the ring yeah, he's on another level yeah yeah double underhook suplex from Regal only two that was naughty, two that, three though. times yeah they're always naughty yeah so obviously he's tried three times to pin him gets two three times yeah. so he thinks fuck this pulls out the Regal stretch for a submission win more competitive than he expected but a solid little three minute TV match nice to yeah. see him back it, it was nice to see him back and gets it you know you could maybe build to getting him over as getting that TV title over again now, you know, and actually fucking defend it on telly, you know, every so often. Um, well, that's it. It should be every that's week that's or every plan. other week at least. Yeah. You know, good to see Regal back. And another man who's who's back on telly anyway, um, Rick Steiner. He's with Mean Gene. Gene's always ready. Gene? Well, I hope I'm always ready. I thank you very much, Larry and Tony. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me at this time, one of the great Steiner brothers, Rick Steiner. Rick, you know, I was on a shelf here for a couple of months, and I understand you were out of town, so to speak, 
for some time. Where were you? Gene, I was in Japan doing what we do best. Wrestling. That's it. You know, one thing I want to make clear is my brother and I are 110% WCW. What, what a mess we come back to here at World Championship Wrestling. Gene, I come back, I see Sting coming from balconies, dropping on people. He comes up, sneaks up behind guys, and dropping them. What is he doing? What about this, this Marcus uh, do, uh, uh, Bagwell tonight? What about, I, you know, Lex Luger, he weathers the storm. He's WCW. And maybe Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, there. he's WCW, 100%. There's no doubt. Well, you take a look at this NWO, it definitely has infiltrated the ranks of World Championship Wrestling. And as far as I'm concerned, it is the biggest single mess that this organization has ever been in. It's going to take people like you and your brother to pull us out. I tell you what, you got to have some guts. Don't dirty the NWO guys. Like Piper said, when we get through them, it'll be no way out. Thank you very much, Rick Steiner. Laying it all on the line here on WCW Monday Nitro. Don't go away. We have got more action coming up right around the corner. He's rumbling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's he, he's got that he's got that I'm a I'm a lunatic imbecile gimmick, and he bless him. Yeah. Uh, he's been in Japan. Yeah, he says him and his brother Scotty, hundred and ten percent behind WCW. Where is Scotty? Is he still injured at this point? He's injured. Yeah, yeah. he says he yeah. sees Sting in the balconies, sneaking up behind guys. Don't be slagging Sting off, mate. No, you know what's you know going to come next. Jarrett. That's it. <laughs> he mentions Bagwell as well. He says Luger's uh, weathered the storm. Piper's WCW. Not sure about that. I think I don't think I don't think that was a good thing to say. No, but you've got to love Simpleton Rick Steiner, aren't you? He's he's, <laughs> he's, he's great. Simpleton Rick Steiner. <laughs> no, he's quite funny, but sometimes he just waffles. I find. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's just him playing it well. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, it's funny. I find I find him quite amusing. To be fair, <laughs> but then we get something that is an ultimate throwback. Yeah, we this match we saw this on our first ever listen, uh, our first ever watch through on the uncensored. Um, yes, we did. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, previous incarnation. Yeah, it's a uh, Conan uh, versus Eddie um, in the U.S. title tournament. To be honest, when they first wrestled. I didn't like it an awful no. lot. But I think that was because Conan was doing his uh his fucking lucha tr- shit. Trying to be a lucha but being about fifty pounds too heavy for it. Um, <laughs> or maybe more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um I thought this one was a bit better. What did you reckon? Me too. Incognito tab Conan comes out. <laughs> I thought if anyone can get some out some out of him, it's Eddie. Yeah. Because he's he's lucha enough for Conan to you know, work with because he likes working with luchadors, but Eddie is yeah. super technical as well. And Conrad clearly works better when he's doing on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Eddie's personality is coming out more and more each week. He's definitely, definitely getting over. Oh, yeah. He was, he went on that little hot streak for a while before he got injured, didn't he? Where he was on TV most yeah. weeks and he was he's putting on really good matches. He got halted a little bit because of the injury, but he's he's getting back there again now, I think. Yeah, and a couple of good matches with Benoit, two very different matches. Yeah. Uh, it starts off 8.5 on the steamboat by Eddie. Love it. Lovely. Head scissors, Conehead out and flies off the top. 
Conehead, face plants, Eddie, <laughs> and our two starts. Fucking woeful. <laughs> Conehead. <laughs> That'll do Conehead. Not make me laugh. <laughs> so, our two fucking starts mid-match, Dick. Just yep. disgraceful. Uh, no Bischoff. It's Tony, Bobby, and Mike Tanay. The yep. pyro is fucking ridiculous for it. It drowns out the audio. It's too much. <laughs> so, Conehead hits a rolling lariat and a drop kick in the corner, stands on his face until the ref breaks, which was I thought was really nice heel work. Yeah. Fisherman Buster, lovely. Only two, yeah. though, sadly. Rolls him into a lovely hammerlock variation using both hands and impacting the neck as well, which I thought was a really nice submission. Yeah. Hits a power bomb, but gets a weak cover. So it's only two. Another fisherman buster, but again, weak cover, only two. Eddie Star uh, tries fighting back, but gets a gun wrench. Ugh, can't even talk. But gets gut a gut wrench power bomb for yep. his troubles. Gets a foot on the ropes at two and a half. That was nice. Eddie starts his comeback. It was nice, yeah. Okay. Eddie starts his comeback, drop kicks Conehead as he comes off the top. Love that spot. Ten punches and an uppercut, clothesline. Goes up and Conehead cuts him off with a superplex. Pulls him up because he wants Splash Mountain. But Eddie, ever the cunning little fucker that he is, head scissors him and randomly lands on him and covers for three. Thought it was a nice TV match. The false finishes worked because Conehead was doing weak covers, cockily. Best I've seen Conehead look, to be fair. And now Eddie faces the winner of Regal and Benoit. Yeah, interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, good. Best, like you said, best we've seen of Kodad by some Conehead. distance. I like. I think he's got. He's got. He's found his niche a little bit now, where he's got this sort of like, you know, like the the gangster gimmick and stuff like that. He's sort of found. He's found a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. When he was wearing like the tutus and the fucking mask and stuff, it was a bit daft. That outfit he was wearing. I don't know. I, I think it was more because he he was the original Max Moon in the WWF, right? And that was a bit of like a cyber, almost spaceman gimmick. And right. I think he was sort of trying to do a shitty Very version good. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was shit. But I think he's get he's finding he's finding his feet a little bit more now. And and Eddie in his niche. Yeah, Eddie's definitely back to his best. I think now after that little injury, I didn't know where. I didn't know they would. It was it was Benoit Regal. Where did did they say that on commentary? Because I didn't. They didn't show a bracket or anything. No, I had to. Have, I had to look it up, mate, because I wanted oh, to see what it? else was going on. So it Benoit Regal is in the next couple of weeks. It does annoy me when they do a tournament. They don't even show you a bracket. I mean, what's happened yeah. to that women's tournament? We've not seen, not heard anything about that in a couple of weeks either. It, it might be on Saturday night, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, good point. Yeah, so uh, they could do is showing off a little bracket of the tournaments. I think it'd be a bit easier to follow it then. Agreed. But, like I say, it was good. There's some really nice stuff, and Conad was was cocky, and that's why he got away with, like you said, some of those close close calls. They did mention they made it very clear that they were mentioning Eddie and DDP still, so that's still going. I think. I yeah, think that's, definitely. I think that's going to keep bubbling away. Let's um, hope so because they enjoy that. Otherwise, why would they mention it? It feels a bit odd to mention it that much. I really like the finish. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was very, very surprising and very unique. You know. It, Eddie, Eddie has that he just that little moment where he, he creates that confusion, lands on him, quick cover, gets out of there. 
I thought it was great. Good. Baby face win. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Some good stuff on this show, to be fair. Match wise, definitely. Yeah, There's, we've not had a stinker, have we? So, oh, there's been some good stuff so far. We get a few more stills from the pay per view. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just Har- Harlem and French Canadians and a couple of others. I can't remember what else there was. Uh, I think um, it was Malenko Psychosis and the Triangle Tag Match, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then we get um, <laughs> Big Bubba with, uh, with Jimmy Hart. Versus the returning Ricky Ricky Steiner, Rick comes out and he's he looks off his he looks off his head. He's like shouting a load of nonsense at Sting in the in the camera and stuff. Silly. <laughs> Big Bubba starts it off hot, and then Rick hits him with this like naughty, just like instinctive throw over the top of his head, and and then he grabs Bubba and knocks his head against Jimmy. <laughs> Which I enjoyed a lot. Did you like uh, Rick Steiner's BDSM collar he had on? Yeah, it was like his dog collar, wasn't it? That was a bit odd, that. Yeah. Like, he just needed one of them gags in his mouth, didn't he? Just to really complete it. Come on, he's a wrestler. He's not a Tory MP. <laughs> Do you not think Bubba needs a bit of a gimmick change? He still looks like a QAnon conspiracy theorist. It's a bit... Yeah, yeah he, need, he needs something different, doesn't he? It's like... Yeah. It's like when he when he came out and he had like the flak jacket on in WWF and he was like the boss man again, but he looked so much fucking cooler. That was like, yeah, because he he looked like a fucking mall cop before that like, when he was in the WWF originally, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Like Paul, Paul Black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> when he came, when he had the fucking SWAT SWAT jacket on, he looked fucking men. But yeah, you're right. I mean, them leather trousers and like the the baggy t shirt. It's just it's not really doing out for him, is it? No. <laughs> Looks like he goes well, down the hammer shop every week, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But then it's like it's it's all power to be fair, because it's two big blokes to be fair. Like I put that two big two big bastards kicking lumps out of each other. Yeah. They got they, they let's say he bumps it the bumps head together with Jimmy I they brawl a little bit, Bubba goes for like a charge, Rick ducks out of the way and hits a lovely German suplex. Release nice German serious. suplex on a Big bastard like that. That's some serious know. power. How much is Big Bubba? 350, 400 pounds, surely? Yeah, some of 350, yeah. He's a lot That's... slimmer than he used to be when he was in the WWF the first go around. He's a tall fucker, though, isn't he? So he must be mm. minimum 300, 350 pounds, surely. Yeah, um, he's got to be 300 minimum, definitely. Rick hits, as I say, Rick hits that lovely release, Sherman, like you said. And and then we, we hear a bit of commotion in the crowd and and Sting, Sting's uh, the cam, the camera and the the lights of Panther Sting coming out of the crowd, and and to be fair, this was uh, this was the um, the Tarrant pop of the of the week, John. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, makes his way through the crowd. The the crowd's absolutely in like hysterics, just like loving it. Comes down. Uh, Rick Stein has obviously got his eyes on the prize in the match, so he's he's none the wiser. Sting eventually gets down. Scorpion death death drop for uh, for Rick Steiner's troubles. You don't you don't talk shit about Sting, I'm afraid, or you're gonna get got. No, you don't. Uh, hits him with that, and then Bubba rolls in, gets himself a little win. Interesting. I wonder. It's, it just it furthers that intrigue about Sting. What's you know? Is he on his own? Is he lone wolf? What what's the crack with it? That's that's the whole thing with it. Few few gripes for this one. The cons- on. the, the ref in, cons- inconsistencies is apparent. He clotheslines Bubba out over the top, no DQ. There was a couple of them. There's a few of them tonight. Yeah. Now, 
stings in, but he fucking takes about four years to get down there. It's like watching, it's like that bit in Spinal Tap where they're backstage and he can't find a way to the fucking stage. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but you'd have noticed him coming. You would. And all the commotion. Bobby Bobby seems to think now we definitely know he's NWO because he's he's done it to the Stein, one of the Steiners. I don't think it had the same impact as it did with Jarrett. It wasn't built enough, maybe. Well, Jarrett has been saying it for a couple of weeks, hasn't he? Jarrett's a heel, though. Jarrett's only a face by proxy, as in his WCW, yeah. whereas like Steiner's like a proper baby face. Yeah. So it sort of made no sense, but it made sense because it's like Sting's on his own, and he seemed a bit more. It seemed a bit more stealth when he did it to Jarrett. Like he was quicker down. Obviously, they've, they've picked. It's the arenas that they're in, obviously, but it's like. Fucking don't do it! Don't do a sting angle unless you've got like an arena that quick you can entrance. Get, yeah, you yeah. can get straight down there. I, don't yeah. know, I just don't think it, I just feel like it didn't have the same impact as it as it should have done. Like it did with Jarrett. What do you reckon? I liked it. To be fair, I, I, I get what you mean. It, uh, they maybe they maybe could have had another week or two of, of Steiner just sort of coming out with little comments, and then it, was it too maybe quick. maybe with it being like he made the comments that night, it didn't really have enough chance to marinate and build or anything like that. I, I did still like it, but they could have they could have panned to Sting just watching on ominously from the rafters at this match, like really make it known that he's got a target now. Yeah, I think that silently probably, seething. Yeah, like that could have made it work a bit better. I think you're right there. But I just, I just, didn't, I, to, to be fair, I am enjoying it. Like, there's still that, there's still that so much intrigue about it. And, oh yeah, but yeah, I think I think I agree. I agree that they could have they could have done it a little bit better. And well, even not on even Sting. If, do you know what I mean? That's, no, no, that's, that's on the booking. Do you know what I mean? That, that's a booking decision. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's like you said the other week. They they do tend to hot shot stuff a lot on these shows. Um, yeah, well, they're competing, aren't they, against Vince? So. Yeah, but I mean, I, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. I'm I'm, get, I'm really getting into it. Um, so what I'm not getting into is these uh, weekly updates from Lee Marshall. More hotel room loneliness from Lee Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> so he's. Um, He's, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I skipped them. I don't know if you're listening to these fuckers, but... I don't listen to what he says. I just think we need a snap, crackle and pop running on Tony the Tiger sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Triple team beatdown. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Me too. He's only about fucking three inches tall as well, snap, crackle and pop. They've got a leprechaun. So. He, could do, he could be one of them. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get a Lucky Charms guy in. Coco Pop Monkey. Captain Crunch. <laughs> The Ricicles <laughs> baseman. There's, and, there's legs uh, in that, isn't there? End of level boss, the honey monster. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to go against Luger. He's got to go against Luger, hasn't he? Because he, he's got to rack him. Next up, we get something that could be a bit gatuso. Ray versus Psychosis. It's either going to be decent or very fucking spotty. Yeah. So Brian May's out looking like he's ready to defeat the Green Ranger. Do you feel like we've seen this match about a thousand times now, though? Yeah, we probably haven't. <laughs> no, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's just because the matches just seem so like similar when he's against like masked guys. It's like fucking hell. They've done this like oh new luchador, and then they've done it so often that they've run out of luchadors. <laughs> so they've got to rehash it. All. <laughs> but Ray's out in Riddler esque gear, which I thought yeah. was quite nice. Yeah, it was good. Really nice. So it starts off the reverse in and out of wrist locks. The dragon 
Ultimore Dragon rocks up with Sonny, obviously, and he's yeah. got the national deficit of Liberia around his waist and shoulders, <laughs> a.k.a. the J-Crown. <laughs> well, so it's a deal. See, it's see, a deal. <laughs> this side of the fucking century. You could feed hungry children for about three years with the amount of gold that's on that fucker, I'm telling you. I know, it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> so there's a even massive Sonny, face. Sonny's got a couple of belts, hasn't he? Sonny's got a couple of belts. I know. Well. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got that many. He's gone, yeah, Sonny, you, you, you have a go. <laughs> <laughs> massive face plants a Ray, and old Brian May picks him up as if to do a power bomb and stun guns him, but Ray completely misses the fucking rope and goes out <laughs> over the top. Tony asks if it's a DQ, but it didn't mention the others. It's like, yeah. for fuck's sake, it's like, no, Tony, it was a fucking botch. Yeah. Just, just deal with it. Don't, don't you think that's calling out your shit? Like, yeah, of course it is. If you're not going to yeah. mention it for the other fucking three that's gone on before, don't mention yeah. it for that. When that was clearly a fuck up, the others were intentional. <laughs> Brian, oh, Brian May hits a lovely guillotine leg drop for two. That he goes nice. for a second rope razor's edge or splash mountain, whichever you want to call it. But Ray counters. With a fucking stunning Hurricane Rana for three. That was, was a great finish, but we have seen it before. And yeah. it's not as long as I'd have expected. I thought it needed maybe another two to three minutes. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mind it. I thought it, I, I, was, I was shocked actually because it was quite really short, wasn't it? You know, yeah, really about two, two and a, two and a half minutes, something like that. They normally give a bit more time to Ray, don't they? To be fair, um, definitely. But there's all the matches were really short. I think the longest one was the opener, which was about, about 12 minutes. Yeah, they got a lot of ma- they got a lot of matches in on this show. To be fair, um, yeah. Do you know why they were so short though? Because of our next bit. <laughs> why? What the next? They replayed the whole fucking Hogan Piper segment from World War Three, or fifteen fucking minutes plus of it. <laughs> to be fair, is- if you were if you hadn't watched the pay per view, it'd have been quite what, nice to have it on there. But we literally just watched it last week, so. This was getting it's skipped if, all day long. Yeah, but it's as if they need to put it on telly to promote the pay-per-view. Hmm, who'd have thunk it? Fuck <laughs> We were saying, weren't we? It was a bit pointless having it on fucking the pay-per-view. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it makes no sense. It's not productive. Yeah. <laughs> Putting a, pay, a contract pay-per-view side in on a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to use 15 minutes of telly time anyway, you could have yeah, got just have it on the show. another match yeah. in on the, on the yeah. thingy, couldn't you? Yeah, but no, Hogan's got to be pay per view, brother. Yeah, that's it. At least we've got got fifteen minutes of our life back. That's it. But however, something else happened next, and I was loving it. Who who did we have? We had Jeff Jarrett against. Who was it, John? Here he is, the Earl of EDM, the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirch Technique, the Baron of the Beer Keller, (laughs) the Kaiser of Ketamine. Commonsy Bitter Unlistened to Kraftwerk, Venik Vartein Hudson Younger, The Heir to Hasselhoff, Das Wunderkind, German Techno Twat, <laughs> Alex Wright. Oh, it's nice to see him. It really is. It, it really is. And he's against gravy sweating cousin fucker, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> old slap nuts himself. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Ain't he mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Jarrett got upstage by Alex Wright in this one. Big time. I'm not even joking either, like he did. I know you're not. <laughs> Alex, right, if you if you put this match in a vacuum and you went, he's 
Don't know him. Don't he's know him. The, star. Yeah. the one person you'd think of who looks like he's got the potential to go somewhere was fucking Alex Wright in his green trunks. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He did. He looked really technical in this one. Looked like I've been seriously working on it. I, I thought That's he looked great. good. It's a really seen... athletic stuff. What, what do you reckon of this one? I, I thought it was superb. It was a lock-up. It was yeah. arm work to start with and right athletically reversing it. It was lovely. Yeah. Kip up by right and Jarrett goes for the ropes. Jarrett works him over with punches and then right gets a baseball slide through Jarrett's legs and uppercuts him. A pair of head scissors and a fucking lovely drop kick. Yeah. Jarrett gets the boss man straddle, struts like a knobhead. And Wright gets a wheel kick and a splash, but he misses the corner charge and sadly gets figure forward with Jarrett using the ropes and the old techno twat, Alex Wright, submits. Yeah. It was it was like watching like the flare light version. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a nice little TV match and it was really nice to see Alex Wright. What did you reckon? Yeah, similar. I, I like I said, Alex Wright, he stood out again. I think he's someone who, when we first saw him, he was a bit pony, wasn't he? Let's have it right. He wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah. But you could, t- you could tell that he's he's obviously not got the natural talent for it, but you could tell he's working his ass off to get better. 100%, yeah, yeah. Every time you see him, he's, he's he's getting a bit more refined. He's getting a bit more cleaner with his moves. And, and he's got some really amazing athletics. Like you said, he, some really good stuff like drop kick. And he had that really nice sort of almost like, like a, it was like a springboard, like backwards splash. It was some nice stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. A, it was interesting that splash. I've never seen yeah. something like that before. It was almost like a Vader bomb, but from the apron in. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I hope we get that too. I hope we get to see him weekly, you know, more regularly because there's some people that get put on this card that Jim Powers. Tra- yeah, well, he was on it for four or five months straight, wasn't he? At one point, I think Joe um, Gomez. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather watch an Alex Wright match. <laughs> or Regal, um, or, you know, somebody decent, man. Yeah. Um, Craigie Pittman. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I don't mind him either. Um, Where's Ice Train? He's fucked off. Yeah. And to you know what? I did like that bit where he was like, where it was like, Jarrett used the ropes because it's like, he's still a prick. Do you know what I mean? He, he's been acting. Oh, yeah. He's been acting all fucking, like, babyface and defiant and all that, but. In the like deep end of it, he's a cocky bastard, and he's he, oh, he, he wants to he wants to win. So I, I like that bit. Decent, it's like you said, decent TV. Flare ripoff, wholesale flare ripoff in it, really. Yeah, of course it is. It's mental how much of a ripoff it is, <laughs> um, especially this version of him. And then we get some final photos from the pay per view. We get a few bits about the you know the, the battle royale and and Luger taking on the NWO. I don't see the point. I don't understand why they sent the show them pictures. It's... Yeah, but not when they showed 15 minutes of the pay per view. Yeah, like in real time. <laughs> it's it's ob- it, it's done to get people to want to go and order the encore presentation as they print as they like promote all night. Yeah, but if you're not bought it on when it's live, are you really going to buy a replay when you know everything's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Some people will though. I mean, I wouldn't personally, but. Uh... If you're into it, you'll buy it live, won't you? That's what I always think. But then we get uh, the the main event. Yeah, the main event match of the evening: Faces of Fear with Jimmy Hart versus Without Harlem. Oh, I thought I saw Jimmy. Did it? Oh no, he got no, took out. Didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Yeah, I forgot about that. Face of Fear then with with no Jimmy in tow versus Harlem, Booker and Stevie 
in fucking pure ass kicking trash talking mode in that camera. It's yeah. Quality. Quintessential Pyro the Monty class. Yeah. It? Had the right gear on, yeah, like you said. This was just four big boys, wasn't it, going at it. Yeah. I thought this could be really fucking fun. Yeah. He went wrong, to be fair. I thought it was fun. No. I thought it was really great. Well, not great, but it was, it was a really nice TV match. Yeah. So Stevie and Meng start off and they're just clubbing the fuck out of each other. <laughs> yeah, stiff like, as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> like, it's like fucking smart Flintstones are battering each other. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they, it literally looked like they had clubs as arms. They were just fucking beating the fuck out of each other. And then Meng's coming back with some of his own... To be fair, it got a little bit mad. It got a bit chaotic at, at times where there was, there was a few, two, three or four people in the ring. But it tends to with the faces, doesn't it? Yeah, but are you going to tell them to get out <laughs> if you're the ref? No. There's a, re- there's, like, there's a spot at the beginning. So Stevie gives a big, a big boot and drops Meng. Barb's just comes straight in and boots Stevie back, and yeah. then he turns around and gets like side kicked by Booker. And then he dropped awesome. a super kick to Meng, and I just thought that was fucking great. How it all like transitioned, it was well nice. Yeah. Uh, then they did a spot where it was like a Stevie did a side slam and Booker did a scissor kick. Yeah, that was nice. Was a really nice spot. Only gets two though. There's a blind yeah. tag by Barb, and they come in for that absolute top tier backdrop power bomb spot, and he yeah. and he sort of caught him, but he didn't have it like he was sort of sandbagged a little yeah. bit, so he had to use his power just to pick him straight back up and just drop him. It was great. Yeah. That was that was really that was nice and it was protecting somebody he's in the ring with as well, which is good. Hundred percent, yeah. Because yeah. he was a big, but he's a big bastard. All, yeah. all of them are big bastards, to be fair. Yeah. So that only got a two. So they give it double diving headbutts, and Stevie breaks the pin, and it all breaks down in the usual sort of stuff. All fall brawl, all four brawl, not fall brawl. That was another pay per view we did a couple <laughs> months ago. <laughs> Side brack breaker by Meng to Booker. It all spills up to the floor. And we get a nice running from the NWO, including Bagwell, but thankfully no Hogan. Yeah. Barbs into the steps. Meng gets doubled by uh, Six and Hall. Booker's choke slammed. Meng's choke slammed. And the NWO stands all as debris thrown into the ring. And we go off air. What did you reckon? Good end to the show. To, yeah, to yeah. a pretty, pretty banging show, to be fair. Yeah. One of the better ones we've seen in the most in the last few months, I would say. Anyway, just find it hilarious. Bagwell just sat there, just like just posing, flexing. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know if he. I don't think he's quite sort of got the memo yet. And he's just sort of going with what he used to do. Yeah, um, yeah. Just I doing a Hogan spot. Hogan won there, so yeah. he's taking over. <laughs> I thought the match was well fun. I'd love to see it again, really, with it with, with a nice conclusive finish. I just the smell about just watching four blokes just just go fucking let's have it. Don't really, you know, we might hurt each other, but we're looking at we'll look after each other at the same time, and that's what they, you know, there's no like. I mean, I know they're not trying to hurt each other, but they don't mind, you know, laying it in a little bit, do they? Do you know what I mean? That's it, and it's not as it's chaotic, but it's not. It's not like, like a young bucks match trios chaotic. title match where everyone's like flying all over the place. You can yeah. you can still follow Clearly. it. Yeah. Yeah, you can clearly specify what they're doing to each other. Yeah, it's simple stuff, but it's it's really good. And and, I, and like I thought the running was good as well. To be fair, because outsiders have had some had to do with with faces as well recently, and they had the match with, with Harlem. Yep. So it's like, look, you know, we're still not we're still here. You know, we're we're still we're still a dominant force. Don't think you can 
you can end the show unless it's us. I thought, I thought, it, I, you know, I thought it was top to bottom. It was apart from a couple of other couple of little things. I thought it was a really good TV episode. I thought it was good in terms of there was no shit matches. Everything was solid. Yeah. You know, promos were all right. Yeah. There was no Hogan. Always nice. Yeah, uh, decent NWO beatdown. But other than the only, yeah, like the, the NW- only thing, nothing was furthered from the pay per view. Really, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, they didn't. But that's what they. That's what the the ones after the pay per views are always like, aren't they? That, yeah, they don't tend to get into anything new till maybe a week or so after. I know, but there was nothing like further though. There was no sort of giant. Jarrett, I mean, that's not particularly anything I want to see, but you know, you just thought, yeah, some aftermath of that, yeah, and the, like the Benoit Sullivan stuff, where's that? That's not on the telly, well, it might be on the Saturday show, but it's definitely not on Nitro. Aren't they showing that? Aren't they? Didn't they say a couple of times that they're going to show footage of the beatdown and the match last week on on the TBS show on Saturday or something? I think they mentioned, yeah, that probably. It's a shame, but I mean, at least, at least we got a, a, mat, a card full of you know solid matches with a couple of decent ones you know what i mean sometimes when we've come out from a pay-per-view the shows the show's just been like hogan like flexing for like for like yeah. the first, last 15 minutes or something like that. so so you got you got some did, good stuff on there at least didn't miss him did it no nah, not at all not although at all. technically they did get he 15 minutes it. of him he was on yeah it. yeah but we skipped that so it's fine <laughs> that's fine but as well this is like the first show for me where it's not had like Flair, Savage, them kind of people, and it's not missed it. Yeah, it's still been a good. Usually, episode, a good usually you miss them, don't you? You think oh, it would have been better if Flair was on, or you know. Yeah, definitely. Forgot about Savage. We haven't seen him in a while, have we? But yeah, all in all, I thought it was a good show. Do you want to do, you want to do our our post show awards? Can do just a quick one. Have you not noticed in the last few weeks that yeah. the second hour has is not been as Bigged up as usual, like usually at the top of the hour, they usually have a big match on, don't they? And then, yeah, um, you know, like a star, and then they usually have the main event as like I'm not saying Harlem and the faces aren't stars, but it's usually like you know, an NWO segment or a Hogan segment. I wonder if the, I wonder if it came to a point where they started to realize we need to start the show hot, so that's why they started off with Luger and Arn. I don't yeah, know, do you know could... why, yeah, go on because Raw's moved times. Yeah, is that why? Apparently, that's so, all it yeah. was, wasn't it? That's all it was. It was all about beating them. So, whenever Raw starts or whenever peak time for Raw is, that's when they'd have changed their peak times and stuff like that. So that's why uh, AEW have like something big on at the top of the second hour because it's that's top of the second hour. Sort of every hour, people yeah. are looking for something else to watch, aren't they? Or something, so. Yeah, and you flick it on, and you've got. Danielson or blah blah blah, whatever yeah. on the show. More people yeah. are likely to stay around, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? But obviously, they must have gone with a tactical change for uh, their ratings battle. So, to be fair, I mean, they were pretty damn good at it for two years, weren't they, in winning the ratings? So, oh, yeah, they did, they did all right. But because you know when you're hot shot, it's only got a shelf life on it. So, that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, no. To be fair, I have noticed that a little bit. I mean, there doesn't mean doesn't seem to be as much emphasis on that second hour anymore. And they need to stop that anyway. It's like they, it's it like they were treating pyro, does it? It's like they were treating the first hour as some like paper, like a pre show, yeah. Pre show, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, what was your uh, match of the night? Honor, honorable mention to Conan and Eddie Guerrero. 
Well, for me, I, I'm going to have to go for Luger and Arn. Easily. Yeah, it was really good stuff. I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, nice opener, solid. Yeah. Who's your MVP? You're not going to like it, but it's Luger. Because he, he 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 brought himself to a new level that we haven't seen from him, and he 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 was pretty impressive. This is this is hard for me to say, Mark, but I've got Luger too. <laughs> you got to give the man his due when he when he does something good. Do you know what I mean? I will, I will do. I said he had the, <laughs> the best promo I'd ever seen him do a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, true. He's getting over with you, isn't he? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm already there with him. I'm already, I'm on the I'm on the if train. Ca- I'm on if the he carries train. on like if he carries on like fucking legs express, <laughs> if he carries on like this, you know, yeah. But if he if he starts doing his fucking wooden top bullshit again, then no. And he's and he's Doc Brown out of Back to the Future fucking blowout. <laughs> can't, I can't get on board with that shit. So Disco Duggan Hart Award. I'm pretty sure you're going to say Bagwell. Yeah, no? you're right. He ruined my he ruined my favorite theme song of all time. <laughs> I have, I've put here for me. It's Jeff. It's Jeff Jarrett. But uh, I thought Mark will say Bagwell, <laughs> and he looked like a tit at the end, and then flexes as well. To be honest, oh god, massively. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can't break up the American males. They should have stayed together forever with that fucking tune. <laughs> They should be like the Rock and Roll Express. She's still going on the indies now. Yeah, bring them back now. <laughs> don't fucking hell. Can you say you can imagine that? <laughs> okay. I don't think Bagwell will get over these days with his uh, with his dodgy no. Twitter Twitter shit. <laughs> and uh, finally, Barnet of the Night. It's got to be Bischoff. I mean, now I've seen it, I can't unsee it. It's what about, like what, about fucking... what about Tony Pena or whatever he was called? 70s porn do. That's an interesting look. It was a Tom Selleck style. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be the feathered Vidal Sassoon shite that lives atop Eric Bischoff's napper. It's, <laughs> Is it I a wig? see it. It looks like it, doesn't it? But it's just yeah. like heavily, heavily, heavily died just for men, Bish. Yeah. They should have had him on the box, shouldn't they? Perfect ambassador it. He's got that cheesy sort of nineties, you know. It's like the it's like the kind it's like the kind of guy that Monica would think was dreamy in the first series of Friends circa like ninety four. <laughs> Paul oh the wine God, guy. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. It's like Paul the wine guy, but you know, Eric the wrestling guy. <laughs> to be fair, I can't argue with that. His hair is rotten. <laughs> it's the way it feathers out at the back. It just it's yeah. like not not you you've not just gone for the normal, you know, dog shit waterfall straight down your back mullet. You've you've actually feathered it out, mate. That just adds to the <laughs> makes it even worse. It's disgustipating, Olive. <laughs> oh dear. That's uh that's another night show in the books though. Certainly is in the bag in the books. Next week, we are delving into the festive period of 1996, the 2nd of December. Say next what will happen there. That'll be next fortnight, sorry. Next fortnight, yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're still getting used to the fortnightly gimmick. We'll get there, don't worry. Like you said, hopefully we get a bit, little bit more development of feuds going into Starcade. You'd think they would, wouldn't they? It's their, it's their big show, in it? So You'd hope so, but I think there's another four Nitros before Starcade. 
Yeah, but you'd like to think they want to be getting a couple of building blocks in place, wouldn't they? Yeah, like if you've got limited dates on Piper, you want to maximise whatever you've got with Piper, surely, because yeah. Piper's strength is on the mic, because we yeah. all know in the ring, Hogan and Piper ain't going to be, be great, you know, is it? No, it's not going to be fucking Funk Briscoe classic, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, like you said, hopefully we get a few bits and pieces. You don't really, I've no idea, like you said, no, you don't really know the shape of the card, because... The only thing we know about it is Hogan and Piper, so I'd like to see a few That's other things. It, and don't really want to run through it until sort of the go home show, really. Nah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they go because obviously Starcade is essentially their WrestleMania, isn't it? So you like to think they put some, yeah. like, like to think they're going to put something big on. Well, I think they've got their main event nailed on because they think that Piper Hogan is going to draw mega money because he yeah. did it his for yeah. uh, and the in the eighties, <laughs> very partridge light tonight, Mark. It's uh, and there's not been much been, opportunity. Uh, <laughs> no, which is, I, I'm sure the listeners will be thankful. But... <laughs> it's good. I think it's because it was good matches. There wasn't much to sort of, you know, Mock. come at. No, <laughs> that's probably why. No, that's most of that's on our bonus episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, any any sort of comments on the bonus episode, please do send our way. Uh, it's our first go at modern wrestling on this. No, no, sorry, we did uh, Death Before Dishonor yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah let us know how, how, how you're enjoying the AEW slash all-in run-through that we're going to be getting on. But we're also going to go a bit more retro than 1996 for another bonus. It's going to be alternating months. Yeah. And our March bonus episode is going to... Take a look, see at what a couple of mangs did in previous incarnations. Yeah. So it should be interesting. But we've got no questions tonight, I'm afraid, because yep. I didn't ask for any. <laughs> <laughs> maybe questions are pay per view worthy. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but if you want to interact with us, as always, we are on Twitter at Adjective Pod. We're available on a cornucopia of podcasting platforms if you want to give us a super kick on that subscribe button on spotify do not slap your thigh please we've had enough of that recently <laughs> if you want to give us an old davy Meltzer, you'll have to be only five stars because they don't have a seven star button i'm afraid well that would be uh, greatly appreciated uh, any questions for our way serial based is is usually the way we like to go with our questions because yep. we all like a good bowl of cereal any time of the day really <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to snap, crackle and pop our way out of here. Is there any further business, mate? No, no nothing else to report. All right then. So old school comes back for the 1990s one. A man we haven't seen for a while. I'm hoping he's not dead. Dickie Slater. See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Adjective.